Did you get your guns from the same place that you bought your pants? Then say hi to Caesar. This is Grand Theft Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Grand Theft Podcast, where we take a rose-tinted look back at our favourite GTA games, while eagerly holding out our empty gaming bowls and asking, please Rockstar, can we have some more? I'm your host Gareth, and with me each week is the P's to my Q's, the green to my saber, the RC mission to my rage quit, it's co-host Gary. (laughs) Hey, Uh, how you doing? I'm good, thank you, how are you? Yeah, doing good, doing good. It is a glorious sunny day as uh as we're recording this and uh yeah uh i'm off work at the moment which is excellent so uh yeah i get time to do this properly and yeah no been looking forward to this it's been yeah. good yeah, yeah me too even though i'm in the mm-hmm. the world's most sweltering room oh uh i've opened a window man uh oh, so, have you? Well, well no actually i've closed it because uh, i thought that the sound would uh yeah the sound from outside so i don't know you might get like dogs barking or lawnmowers going or <laughs> whatever the um the folk across the way from us were doing their their hedges and i was like oh i need to keep this closed i can't have it open and i've got to have these curtains closed behind me otherwise yeah. all you see is like a really weird silhouette of me behind the brightest light in the world ever um so i'm i've got I've got my window in front of me, so I, I get all the light on me. And it's so. beautiful. It's beautifully lit. Yeah. If we ever if we ever turn this into a video podcast, um, you're going to come out looking brilliant. Ah, uh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Have you been playing much? Um, yeah, a little bits here, here and there. Uh, I have. I recently played uh, a Plague Tale Innocence, which came out uh, on PS Plus nice. uh, last month. I think mm-hmm. it was and um i like i didn't uh, i didn't expect to love that game as much as i did like i heard i heard good things about it and it was free on play playstation plus i was like why why the hell not nice uh but the whole the whole concept of it is really cool in terms of like it's like um roughly around about the time of the black plague Mm -hmm. uh, in france and um basically there's this whole other thing that's going on underneath it supernatural kind of thing so it's like pseudo history but with something else going underneath it and um yeah it's just one big massive like stealth game it's brilliant nice like so you got it's, it's all one kind of sort of puzzle that you have to figure your way like through like hordes of enemies and stuff like that and uh there the mechanic of this game is there's lots of rats like heaps okay. of rats and uh you have to use light sources in order to like get get your way through and stuff like that so there's different ways of oh. um, manipulating it and there's little bits of alchemy in it and stuff like that and very cool yeah no i was uh I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. And uh, yeah, I'm quite excited. I think there's a sequel coming out, I think, next year, I believe. Brilliant. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I'm currently oh, going through that as well. Nice. Never played it before. Um, my history of Zelda has been Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild. Those are the two games that I played. But I enjoyed both of them, and uh, I've started to go back and replay a lot. So I've replayed like a Link to the Past. I've nice. done, um, I've done Link's Awakening, the new one on the Switch, and now I'm doing Skyward Sword, which 
I'm doing it in a weird order, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure yeah. there is a, a through story, but um, as far as I'm concerned, oh, those is. are those are like um some of the best like exploration kind of style games that, that yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Zelda's my favorite ga- game franchise that I've I've hardly ever played. Yeah, uh, I had it on Game Boy. Was that uh, Link's Awakening? Link's Awakening was on the Game Boy. Yeah, it was, oh, it was so good. Um, yeah. and it stumped me so much until it was, it was, again, it was like a playground game. I would go in and go, I can't get, I can't get over this gap. And they're like, have you not got the boots yet? I'm like, there's what? Yeah. So, oh, that would be me <laughs> all the way around getting chased by the bloody dog again on the, the thing. I, yeah. oh, it was just absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. but I've never gone through them and that's my whole reasoning for wanting a switch. So I'm hoping when this yeah. new switch comes out, uh, there might be a little bit of availability of like first gen switch and I might be able to pick one up. Uh, yeah, um, so the ones you can get on Switch are, you can get the first two Zeldas mm-hmm. uh, for the NES, you can get Link to the Past, you can get um, Skyward Sword HD, mm-hmm. you can get uh, Breath of the Wild, and Link's Awakening, I think, are the only other ones that you can physically get on the Switch at this okay. point in time, but uh, yeah, it's supposed to be the 35th anniversary of Zelda this year. Right. So everyone's hoping for like a a reissue or a made available like Ocarina of Time on Switch or or Majora's Mask or Wind Waker or yeah. something along those lines, uh, which I would love, but um, I don't know. Like they seem to be, it seems very weird. They're treating Zelda's thirty fifth a bit weird. <laughs> it's game companies are are the with one hand they give us these beautiful beautiful things. And yeah. with the other hand, they take it away. They just yeah. <laughs> all we want is is like like here's um, here's, here's PT with uh, Guillermo del Toro and yeah. uh, and Hideo Kojima and Norman Reedus, the perfect Silent Hill game wrapped up in a bundle, and we'll just take it away from you. Yeah, totally. This and is you'll it. Never experience it. Never. Yeah. Here's a great game called Grand Theft Auto Five, biggest entertainment yeah. product ever. 150 million sold. That yes, came out yesterday. Did, That's huge. I did see. Th- yeah, that is huge. Um, are you going to get a new one? Nah. How about how about the same thing again? <laughs> how, how about just the same one again? And then, like, I think they yeah. were asked, um, uh, any news on the the expanded enhanced version? He goes, yeah, in the next couple of months. It's like, well, it's out in the next couple of months. Of course, we're going to know about it then. <laughs> it's pretty much at this point. We're, they're pretty much saying that, and it's out tomorrow. Yeah, like um, I'm guessing that it is just going to be like. By the way, here's the trailer for it, and ah, it's out next week. There you go. <laughs> uh, you got to hope. When is it? November eleventh. Around about that. I something think. like that. Something like that. Yeah. All right. That's that's my yeah. date for getting a PS Five. I better, I better start hustling and bustling and trying to find one by now. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure how things are with that at the moment. Uh, I used to kind of keep my ear to the ground just to like help friends out and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but uh, yeah, it's been it's weird. It's just been a weird kind of console launch to be perfectly honest but it really has and yet yeah yet ps5 is is kind of reigning supreme i think um yeah from what i understand it's and again i'm not i'm not keeping my ears super close to the ground because i've not been in a position i've not been at that point where I, I really thought to myself right now's the time to jump onto the next generation generally yeah that'll be your 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 triple a's um and everything keeps getting pushed back until next year yeah um so yeah, I've just I've not I've not been looking, but um, 
yeah, we'll see what happens. I think the the newer, mm-hmm. slightly slimmer version is going to be is going to be pretty good, and hopefully there will be really good availability of that one. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. As long as I've not got my name down on any waiting lists and uh, start getting emails like Rasted, uh, he he put his name down for a PS5 at launch time, and they were like, "Ah, oh, I'm really sorry, we don't have any. Have you tried Xbox?" <laughs> he was just like, "But I want a no PlayStation. Thank you. Come no on, thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you." Um, <laughs> and of course, he went in. Uh, He's been scrounging and uh, trying to get loads of graphic cards and stuff like that to build a, a gaming PC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he finally found everything because everything's been so rare. He finally got it yeah. all together. Like yeah. literally the day he built it, uh, Steam come out with the the very cool like portable dockable uh, thing. And I was like, dude, um, oh, I think the universe is this? just <laughs> kicking you in the yeah. nuts right now. He was like, right, fuck it. I think so. Uh, yeah, the Steam Deck. Uh, I, I like it. I really like it. I'll be and honest. I'm not. I'm not a PC gamer, but there's a few yeah. things that I would like on, like prosperity. Again, like things you can't get anywhere else. Um, yeah, yeah, will still be available on Steam for you for you to play. Yeah, um, certain kind of uh, racing games. You know, I, I I like playing those as well. Um, yeah, i racing and stuff is just PC exclusives, so that would be pretty cool. So I think it's a yeah. it's a really cool machine. Yeah, like um, I think what's brilliant about it is the fact that like you'll get your entire Steam library like portable. Mm-hmm. yeah and um like i have a lot of like the old retro star wars games i have yeah. like a lot of older kind of pc games that i like um like original half-life and stuff like that red faction those kind of things and um like on your pcs and stuff like that like you have to do so much tinkering and so much like kind of like settings adjustments and stuff yeah. like that to get these games running smooth on newer hardware which is weird because these are like decades old games yeah 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 but it's just the times we're living in like these things are way too powerful to like run these old games um so uh yeah so having having just a device like that's the one thing i've always championed consoles over uh pc yeah is the fact that like you just put the disc in or you download the game and it's ready to go that's it there's no tweaking there's no anything like that you just go for it and um that hopefully the steam deck will be something similar to that yeah in terms of like no matter what game you've downloaded onto on your steam library or whatever uh this thing will run it fine it's basically a uh a, yeah. a glorified operating system isn't it it's pretty it, much yeah it's, it's just the, the the software that's that's doing all the work um i believe there's there's like different tiers of of like spec you can get but um yeah 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 i did put my name down for one <laughs> good like, party at your house a, yeah it was uh i think it was like a four pound deposit or something like that to put your name down for it nice and um and it'll i think i'm in the second wave of releases okay so they give you like i think they're doing it in like batches so like the lower spec ones are getting released first and that's your first wave and the mm-hmm. second wave one is the more higher spec kind of thing and uh, it just guarantees people will get one at a certain time yeah rather than just saying oh by the way like uh it's coming out on this date and stuff guy just try and get one (laughs) yeah yeah exactly which i think is is one of those horrible situations um now i know what i guess in certain situations my parents went through uh at christmas and (laughs) i was i was never i don't know if i would ever have been lucky enough to uh, to be receiving a PS5 launch Christmas, but um, Ooh, now yeah. I know the the, the stress yeah. that they must have even looked at uh, going around yeah. places and going, no, we're not we're not going near that. 
Yeah. Did you did you get a console on launch when you were younger? Like, did your parents buy you one? No, no. Um, no. A lot of mine were like hand me downs from oh, cool. from cousins and um, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. my Sega Mega Drive, the first console I got was from my second cousin. Brilliant. And uh, my PlayStation, no, my PlayStation was actually ours. We did buy it, and uh, so was the PS2. And uh, but they were like years after they launched. Yeah and stuff like that and um yeah but then xbox 360 was the first console that i uh i worked a whole summer i saved mm-hmm. up all my pennies and uh i bought an xbox at the end of it with a uh, grand theft auto 4 and halo 3 oh dude that is a good yeah just in time to go back to school or did you at least have a week i had a week and a bit That's off after that as well yeah that's yeah good. but um but yeah that was a that was a whole that was a whole six seven weeks old of working but it was a lifeguarding job so the job paid quite well oh nice so yes so i had enough to buy to buy this and i felt like such a man dude yeah (laughs) (laughs) i am now i remember uh, one of my first jobs uh i was um i was still a student i was working like a, a shop counter and um a lady came in with a kid and goes now give the money to the man and i went i'm now the man that's me the man at 16 or whatever <laughs> sorry i still don't feel like quote-unquote the man at 40 nah. So, um, nah she was lying she was lying um <laughs> cool should we do some news let's do some news let's do some news so now we're going to discuss some of the news and rumors surrounding grand theft auto in a segment that we like to call weasel news confirming your prejudices now, we're not going to be the first to be breaking any headlines. Hey, we're not even going to be well-informed. But we have the microphones, so you have to listen. So in the last couple of weeks, Grand Theft Auto Online has had its big summer update called the Tuners Update. Um, and what I was really excited to see about this one, and I'm not a player who plays Grand Theft Auto Online all the time, but it was great to see the community absolutely buzzing for this. Um, Twitter was actually going crazy. Uh, and uh, Instagram as well, with everybody really excited, uh, especially on day one where it was downloading. Everybody was like, right, it's live on PS4, it's live in this territory. Uh, It was absolutely fantastic to see. Um, And it looks like it's a great, very, very popular update um, with something relatively simple. So car meets, being able to kind of officially meet up and have uh, warehouses to meet up with your cars and and really get into that kind of side of stuff. So it got me thinking. um, Yeah. Because it made me, it, it made me feel a little bit nostalgic. It made me feel like those moments where you get a, a phone call, like a proper phone call on your home phone, because mobile phones didn't exist, uh, yeah. saying, "Hey, I've got that new game," or "Hey, I've got a console. Come round and play X, Y, Z." So it just really got me thinking about playing with friends and getting really excited about a community like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And we've spoken a couple of times about them, especially Ras mm-hmm. bringing up that. Um, uh, that night out that everybody was on and we all piled back to my house uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just after GTA 4 came out. Um, and I was I was obsessed with the Euphoria engine. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd done a lot of research into it before we watched a lot of uh, YouTube videos. So what I did was I went into first person and just found some pedestrians and just slowly nudged them. <laughs> just see how they would <laughs> to see how they would react. How they would react, yeah. And some of them would hold on to the bonnet which was great. Yeah. So we'd go for a yeah. little joyride with somebody on the bonnet. 
or mm-hmm. some of them would fall over and, and get back up. Some of them would just hit mm-hmm. the bonnet and, and, you know, tell you, the, hey, I'm walking here. Um, <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. And yep. we just took it in turns passing the controller just to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So I was thinking, what is your favorite kind of gaming moments with friends that may or may not involve alcohol. Um, oh. <laughs> this is really kind of like pulling us back into a, a, a more of a community kind of A community kind of thing, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that's something that, like, I, though saying that, like, online stuff is excellent. Like, it is, it is the way forward. And if this year and last year has taught us anything, is that um, mm-hmm. we can stay connected. We can do, like, we did a podcast. Totally. Like we're we're doing a podcast, like yeah, and yeah. we're in separate locations doing a podcast, and um, like uh, we can do all this kind of thing online and uh, online gaming. Like it's great to just jump in and like be with friends, like either from like across across the pond or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, like I do miss like just gathering the mates around and uh, and like playing through a game or doing stuff like that. And there's like. There's a few like memories that just stick in my head. Um, the one uh, GTA related was the one I did tell on the GTA Four one, which mm-hmm. was uh, us before a night out deciding to okay if we if we take a helicopter, fly up to the highest height, jump out of it, and land on a car, we drink everything in the flat. <laughs> <laughs> and the last car we did. Yeah, how many times did you actually get that bullseye? Oh, I don't know. But it was the fact that, like, like we just build it up as soon as he's falling. It's like, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time. It didn't matter if it was, like, the first time or if it was, like, the 50th time. It's just the same energy every single time. Um, So, yeah, that's, like, that's one of, like, my vivid kind of gaming memories and stuff like that. But, um like going back um there was there was one in goldeneye like oh. when when we used to play goldeneye and um it was i think we were doing facility we were doing golden gun and the golden guns located up in the bathroom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. area and um, my mate was just camping by it like he had the golden gun and stuff like that he was just waiting like oh waiting by the door waiting to pick us off as as soon as we come in and uh like none of us had moved in like about like five ten minutes yeah and uh like i was like oh god i'm i'm so bored like let's just i'm just gonna go in if i die i die and i had i just had a shotgun so i'm i ran in i faked to the left and went round the right <laughs> and so he shot missed i went round the right shot him with a shotgun took his golden gun and took the actual golden gun that was in the toilet and i was like <laughs> That is the best moment ever. I retire now from Goldeneye. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that. And um, when when my mates uh, started, like when a few of my mates had Xboxes and mm. Halo was on the scene, yeah. we had two TVs, two oh. Xboxes, playing LAN on that, on uh, Valhalla, I think it was. They've kind of just bog standard kind of map and stuff like that. And yep. oh my god, that was so much fun. See that that part, I never, I I missed out on all that kind of like land. Everybody pile your PC in your bagging and, and go around. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like uh, th- that was just something that like I was I was so jealous of everyone that had an Xbox at that point in time because they could play Halo like and. Like it was unheard of. Like Xbox mm-hmm. had, I think, four controller ports. 
so yeah. we could have eight players going at each other in this thing. And that was unheard of at that point in time. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And Halo was such a cool game. And then when Halo finally came out for the PC, I was like, okay, I'm buying Halo for the PC. <laughs> and But yeah, uh, um, yeah, that was definitely another one of my moments. Uh, we used to play a lot of Left 4 Dead oh, as nice. well. Yep. Yeah. So we had two X two Xbox 360s. My mate had one in the main living room and I had one in my bedroom. And we lined it up and uh, we had two people on one screen, two people on the other. And uh, yeah, playing full of prayer co-op, uh, Left 4 Dead was great fun. <laughs> uh, what, what Some other games as well. Uh, GameCube, uh, 007 Nightfire oh. was another one. Yeah. That was excellent. And I can't remember the name of the map, but it's like a kind of a snowy field with like uh, rail cars and stuff like that. And uh, it was just like, uh, it, you could either like snipe, have a sniping battle on it, or you could do mm-hmm. close quarter combat and stuff like that. But you would just chuck on all the random cheats. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. all the random, like low gravity, all weapons or uh, stuff like that. And uh, just go wild. What year was Nightfire? Nightfire was 2002, I think, or 2003. Good memory, sir. And what year was, was Halo? Halo was 2001. Right, okay. Because I'm just mm. thinking, just as soon as you said that, I was like, I bet Halo was looking at all those cheats going, we should just get, like, massive jumps and all, all these things into our game. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I think Halo was before Nightfire. just before. I, um, yeah, very cool. I uh, I didn't play that one, but 100% GoldenEye. Yeah, GoldenEye was, GoldenEye was something else. Um... Yeah, and more recently, um, like as I've become a bit of an older man and uh, all kind of settled down and everything like that, uh, me and my fiance play uh, a lot of Mario Kart. Yes, and she is unnaturally good at that game. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, we've uh, I think we've gotten to the stage now where like um like she can still kick my ass up and down uh on mario kart but like uh if we've had a couple of drinks mm-hmm. then she can't drink and drive yeah and then i win so that's how i win uh in our house <laughs> battles on mario kart as well <laughs> we we play on beth's uh we um yeah and she unlocked everything she had like all uh like cups open um yeah, yeah. and generally we just start at the start and we go through it but the yeah. longer we go through it generally the the trickier the tracks and the yeah. the higher the cc the the carts and yeah, um yeah. after a few drinks then i i start to, to take over it's, <laughs> it's quite even at the start but not the end yeah not the end <laughs> not the end no uh yeah no can't drink and drive but uh it has like there's a there's a drinking game for um for mario kart and i'm oh. not sure if we should condone drinking games and stuff like that but uh responsibly i mean respons- responsibly yeah yeah so, uh, so this game actually, this game does uh, uh, doesn't encourage drink driving. So it discourages it. Perfect. Um, which is good. So basically, you have to finish your drink in the time it takes to finish the race, but you cannot drink and drive. Oh, brilliant! So you can you every time you take a drink, you have to stop. Oh, that's a great idea. So you can either like you can like do the whole race, and then at the very end, just stay at the, stay at yep. the end and down your drink if you can or finish your drink first and go or take little sips as you go around but you have to stop oh that's a brilliant Every... idea <laughs> oh, that's i've so always I, I always wanted to try it. we've never got around to doing it yet but yeah 
All right. Well, once uh, once everything's uh, totally back to normal, um, that is yeah. that's our evening. Um, that's our that's our evening plan. But no, I'll have to I'll have to properly get get you round. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll just take plenty of drinks so that we can win Mario Kart. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, mm. but yeah, Mario Kart was one of my original early ones. Um, on the SNES sixty four. Uh, no, Snap. Super Nintendo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. being able to have, I mean, it was just one-on-one, but there was about four of us used to play that um, quite religiously, um, mostly in battle mode. Oh, um, battle mode was great. It was, it was. It was yeah. it was, it was. one of those kind of things. It, Mario Kart, interestingly, I, I watched a great uh, little kind of mini documentary on it. It started off as like a, an F-Zero multiplayer game. They wanted yeah, to, yeah. to get that and, you know, get it head-to-head, but they soon realized that they wouldn't be able to get the speed, they wouldn't be able to get the same kind of track. So everything just shrunk down and it became carts. Um, yeah. And of course, Mario's really, really recognizable with all the characters. So it's it worked out beautifully yeah. for that game. Um, oh, definitely. Like I, out of the spin-off um, stuff from Mario, mm-hmm. Mario Kart's probably, like I think it's actually above like the original Mario itself. <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of those. I would, I would quite happily chuck on Mario Kart any day of the, the week. Um, yeah. but I'd have to be in the mood to sit down and play a Mario game, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. A Mario Party I'll give, it's it's pretty good indeed. If you've not tried any Mario Party games, get a few people around, get some drinks in, and go for it. It's just basically a board game for, for about four people. It's brilliant fun. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, so we, we would just sit there and play that. And, and one of the great things is um, when you're playing, you always, you know, you come up with your own nonsense. You know, you don't play by the rules. You, you have yeah, yeah. your own kind of... Um, uh, like in jokes based on everything. We used to play Get Odd Job all the time because Odd yeah. Job was always tiny, uh, and yeah. it was it was pistols only and headshots yeah. only. So yeah. uh, being able to have sliders essentially and and just change the rules of a game to suit what you guys want to yeah, do, yeah. absolutely yeah. fantastic. Uh, I remember just getting a marksmanship award for one headshot right across the map because I yeah. just saw something move and I went, no way, pew, been pure fluke, but um, <laughs> nice. it was great fun. Yeah, so do you know the story behind GoldenEye's multiplayer? No, don't think so. No. So they're developing the game. Um, Rare were, yeah, Rare developed it. And mm-hmm. uh, this was two or three years after the film came out. And um, when they were running up to the end, Rare thought to themselves, it's just like, oh, we've got the last like two weeks of like just bug testing and crunching and stuff like that. Uh, is there anything else we can do? And uh, someone was toying with the idea of multiplayer and they just chucked it in last minute. Jesus. Expecting it just to get cut and thrown to the floor and stuff like that. And it became like the most like famous mode in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. really talks about it. Other than um, it's quite legendary in speed running, but um, other than that, nobody ever talks about story mode. Um, no, it's oh, just- no, no all about having fun with with friends uh yeah, and yeah. the fact that the n64 came out with with four um controller ports, ports on well. the front yeah absolute genius absolutely yeah. brilliant yeah that's definitely the one thing nintendo and xbox had done better than playstation was yeah. having those extra controller ports and you didn't have to buy a stupid multi-tap to <laughs> no no um which invariably are like stupidly expensive and i think yeah. I think at the time, I remember, especially in the Super Nintendo back in the early 90s, I remember a guy at school got one, but he had to, like, import it from somewhere ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, There was a long story, and I remember me and my mates just going, ah, we'll just, we'll play two on two. We'll just pass the controller. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
which is the, the best way. Um, yeah. I also love passing the controller style games. Um, yep. Which is just brilliant. We used to play, oh goodness, like Tiger uh, Woods Golf 2004. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we would take it whole about and just would just build up the character to to mm-hmm. be ridiculously overpowered uh, because that's what you could do back in the the early two thousands is yeah. overpower your characters, um, which was great. Um, mm-hmm. Doing burnout tracks uh, and burnout yeah. three and burnout revenge, just brilliant fun. Um, and those those are the ones that I miss sometimes. Yeah, I have a I have a similar ish kind of story. Uh, so years and years and years ago um i think laura was around in mine and um we decided it's like oh we'll dig out the we'll dig out the playstation and we'll mm-hmm. play crash bandicoot so we played crash bandicoot 2 and um one of my favorite games of all time it's so good uh <laughs> and uh and uh we just did level about so yep. we were just passing the controller passing the controller passing the controller uh for my birthday this year laura got me crash bandicoot 4 which is the kind of the new one it's um all fancy all nice and new and mm-hmm. but it's harkens way back to like the originals and stuff like that and it's the reason why it's called crash bandicoot 4 is it yeah. just continues the story on and pretends like none of the other games happened <laughs> 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 uh but yeah uh and there's a mode in it um i think it's like called bandicoot battles or something like that so mm-hmm. you it's uh passing the controller so you can either do a time trial or you can do uh box mashing Oh, brilliant. And you have to do, like, uh, you do it from checkpoint to checkpoint. Uh, so um, so I would do the first checkpoint, and then Laura would have to do the same and stuff like that. So the person that goes first has a bit of a disadvantage because he's learning the level and stuff like that, whereas the second person can, uh, yeah, the second person, ha- like, kind of knows what to expect and stuff like that. Yep. But, um, yeah, we're just passing the controller about. And I was like, oh, this is, like, like reminds me of back in the day. It's ace proper old school i like that yeah i would like to see something like that yeah no it's it's very very cool like um i'm liking a lot of these um these games uh that are forcibly couch co-op in terms of like uh you have to have two people to play it Mm -hmm. and uh like the games that stick out in my mind are like a way out and it, it takes two uh recently yeah yeah um they're all done by the same developer i can never remember the name of the developer but um yeah they did um uh was it brothers of taylor two sons if you've ever yeah. played that yeah it was fantastic so it, was, it was pretty much a two-player but uh oh you could do, i suppose you could do it yeah but yeah you had to split your yeah. your own brain into two players pretty much yeah and the fact that like each stick controls one of the brothers yeah yeah, yeah. um great. yeah yeah i'm don't want to go into the ending of that because next it it makes me sad <laughs> yeah next <laughs> um do you remember um maybe uh, maybe and again I'd, I'd like to see stuff like this coming back but um micro machines on the the super nintendo um split split a controller to be two player um, oh wow yeah so you had like somebody on the d-pad now when you when you you went into two player and I, i'm trying to remember if you could plug in both controllers and do it four player there's probably folks shouting at their their phones right now saying yes you can or no you can't <laughs> um but we would both share the the same controller and it would kind of like yeah. change the orientation so you would use like the d-pad for right and left uh and yeah. and forward and back and whatever uh and i would use the four um uh buttons 
ABXY, oh, wow. and oh, wow. basically turned that into a D-pad. And because oh. it was just screen by screen, you were basically racing from point A to point B, and then the screen yeah, would yeah. move on point A to point yeah, B. Yeah. Um, it was just frantically brilliant because you could just sh- chuck each other off the edge of the the screen, or oh man, like just like brilliant drifting around each other it was all oh, yeah it was brilliant fun yeah micro machines i think it was on the sega sega mega drive is the one version i had and oh god that was a great game it was so cool yeah we used to do um so one of my one of my old school friends um before primary school this is <laughs> uh this is speaking primary five primary six so we're about um like seven eight years yeah, old maybe somewhere there i suppose and um so he would come round to our house before school mm-hmm. uh, and we'd have like maybe about half an hour or something like that to play games nice before we had to leave uh so we'd we'd end up playing like i'm not a i'm not a like a sports game guy like yeah. uh like fifa doesn't interest me uh and like i'm not really much of a sportish kind of guy but um but the games we always gravitated towards were like FIFA soccer, mm-hmm. NBA, NFL, NHL, stuff like that. And um, <laughs> like, oh, it was so much fun. So much fun. Always, uh, I remember uh, NBA always being the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I remember <laughs> NHL being, being Chicago as well. But then um, the thing I loved about the NBA, uh, no, the NFL, no, no, NFL, NHL. Yeah, national hockey. Yeah, uh, was the was the uh, so when you committed a foul and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it went to a beat him up screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you take your gloves off and start, start punching each other. Again. It was great. Yeah, so good. This is a yeah, good yeah. of game. Like twice yeah, a game exactly. for your buck. <laughs> it was. Who it needs was. who needs Street Fighter? Who needs Tekken when you've oh. got <laughs> NHLPA? Ninety three was a great sports year. We had uh, NHLPA. Nine, yeah. uh, 93 was great and yeah. um uh madden 93 yeah was in my opinion the best madden uh purely because yeah. it's the one i had and played all yeah. the time <laughs> i think that's well that's the reason i say fifa 99 is the best because that was the one i had it's and the I one had that you always fat had. boy slim is the soundtrack which oh, is no way. <laughs> that's brilliant me and rico used to play a lot of uh old snes uh yeah. sports games and yeah we would just sit and play uh those against each other all the time yeah. uh, not 100 percent knowing what was going on yeah but it was fun <laughs> it was really good fun yeah. we used to play a lot of fifa uh he was so good at it and i was so bad at it mm. we used to play challenge aberdeen um where he was just <laughs> the aberdeen side and i could be any team in the world and try and beat yeah. him and i don't think i ever did uh. so that was the and then i would go around and see uh mac and i would just get my ass handed to me um on fifa as well so i went i bought a playstation i hid myself away for two three weeks and played nothing but fifa um and then casually went around the houses and started playing a lot better <laughs> there was um that that reminds me of uh me and my old flatmate uh was first time first time moved to town and stuff like that and he was the guy that kind of introduced me to the world of uh, like japanese anime and mm-hmm. stuff like that he was a huge anime fan and uh but the only anime that me and him could kind of like link and bond over was dragon ball because that was something we grew up kind of watching yep and um and uh he was like oh have you played budokai 3 before and i was like no, I've never played a Dragon Ball Z game on the PlayStation. I didn't know there was Dragon Ball Z games. And he's like, oh, no, dude, this game's amazing. And 
yeah, it is the best fighting, one of the best fighting games I've ever played in my life. It's so good. Uh, and if you're investing in the show and stuff like that, you like you understand absolutely everything that's happening in it. Yeah. But uh, he was stupidly good. Like, I mean, ridiculously good at this game. I could not touch him at all. Uh, I got quite good at one point, but it just was never enough. And like what he did, being an absolute cheeky bastard that was, <laughs> <laughs> was let me be like let me take the first round mm-hmm. let me take uh you know let take the first round second round went right down to the last sliver of health that he had and he just whipped my ass i could not touch him and then the last thing he did he did his ultimate super move like just to just to toy with me <laughs> and this thing takes about like five minutes to execute yeah. and stuff like that and uh yeah, and at the end you see the world and stuff like that, and you see the beam just shooting out the world, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> and then, and then he hadn't played it for ages and stuff like that, and I'd been sitting playing it a bit more and stuff again. Like I thought I was getting really good, and I, ch- I was like, oh, can I play again? Because I think I'm actually getting good. He's like, no, nah, I'm retired now, man. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. Uh, oh, man. Stuff. It's okay. it's insane that the, the amount we keep going. Yeah, like, I I would get beaten like six, seven, like twenty oh, yeah. nil, and just all go. Yeah, yeah. Do you want another game? Do you want another game? Just because yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Used, my mate of mine uh, had a, an Amiga, Amiga maybe back in the day. Whatever. Um, he had Mortal Kombat anyway, and it had the blood. Yeah, uh, which was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so we would sit, and I I would invariably I would just always get beaten, but it was just so much fun to play. It was so so good. Yeah. Yeah, but that game that game is just visually impressive just to get defeated in, in like and stuff like that. You want to like um like we would it's the same thing in Dragon Ball in the terms like every member of the cast had their own special move at the end. So we would yeah. just go into practice mode and yep. just like practice the super move just so we can see the like the outcomes and stuff like that. And it's the same in Mortal Kombat. You just want to see how gruesome and gory it is. Totally. I remember yeah. I, I, I pretty much begging for a new controller i think for my birthday to make sure that i could have like a a, a static player so i could practice yeah, yeah. all like ryu's moves from street yeah. fighter 2 and stuff um yeah and it had to have like at least 65 million buttons on it uh with turbos <laughs> and stuff like that um <laughs> couldn't just be the regular old controller it had to be no, like no. No, some uh, mad cats kind of thing um I remember my, my, one of the best things, like going online um, for the first time, Resistance Fall of Man was my first like online shooter. Yeah. I remember a friend of mine um, that I worked with at the time, um, a guy uh, called the Hoss, uh, and he is as cool as his name uh, suggests. Uh, he was he was my <laughs> uh, GTA Four midnight buddy. We drove up to oh, okay. Inverurie. It was about what oh. half an hour away, twenty five minutes away, or something um because we figured it would be really quiet up there and nobody would nobody would uh buy it and we'd definitely get one um but it was heaving it was absolutely heaving up there um but we got a copy each and it was great yeah um awesome so we went on we we figured that matchmaking it was so bad on that game in fact it didn't exist on that game but we would phone each other and count down three two one and hit the start play um and it would invariably like 99 percent of the time drop you into the same lobby and then we would just yeah. hang up and play the yeah. very first time we ever met each other like we'd we dropped in we were on opposite teams didn't see him for absolutely ages and then yeah. all of a sudden round the corner we both came bang double kill it was the best <laughs> thing in the world ever the next day at work he was like oh no way that was so cool <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant oh amazing 
So Amazing. It's it's one of those things that I think we always say how much we we love the the story mode and you know a, a fifty plus hour story in, in GTA mm-hmm. Six is going to be absolutely fantastic. But I really hope that there's there's some way of of being able to get together and uh and and like pass the controller or or you know online has some form of like super duper mode that is just geared toward that and especially seeing the reaction of the new the new update amongst the community um yeah, i yeah. really hope rockstar are looking at that and and seeing between that and the the last heist being like a, a single player kind of like co-op kind of buddy thing as well yeah, yeah. um rather than just this massive crew that's that's you know maybe more drop in drop out is what i'm looking for but yeah with friends i'm hoping that that is definitely something that that's going to come across to the new games mm-hmm. indeed and that's cool i just want to go play micro machines now oh, micro machines are so good <laughs> such a good game Right now it's time to wrap up our current feature where we've been looking at some of the games that we feel that you should be playing while waiting for the next iteration of GTA 5 or GTA 6. Uh, We've been through a few GTA clones Mm -hmm. as well as some outstanding open world games Mm -hmm. and boy do we have some doozies for you this week. I would say, (laughs) I think this is both a harsh thing to say and a, a, an amazing thing to say because it's quite literal that okay. this is probably the greatest GTA clone. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think <laughs> because of its literal nature, yeah, it's a it's a clone. But to say it's a GTA clone, I think, is a little bit harsh on on what is probably two of the greatest games that have ever been made outside GTA, obviously. Yeah, which is Red Dead Redemption One and Two. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm so good they made them backwards <laughs> yes they did they did a george lucas and they uh they told the first part of the story first and then <laughs> they did they did yeah these games man <laughs> these games um obviously red dead redemption uh, actually originally started out as red dead revolver for the mm-hmm. playstation 2 it was out in 2004 i believe and it was kind of almost like a bunch of like mini-ish kind of games following uh i think it was like red harrod or i think his name was or harrod and um yeah it was like kind of little mission based kind of things it wasn't this grand open world thing and stuff like that but it was um i think it was originally developed by another studio and then rockstar picked it up for publishing i believe capcom yeah it was a capcom game Originally a Capcom one, yeah. And then, um, so uh, if you ever want to see what the origins of Red Dead Redemption is, then, um, yeah, it's it's on the PS Store right now. Uh, yep. going, it's definitely under a tenner, so definitely pick it up because it's, it's an interesting thing seeing that and then having a huge break and then going into Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Which um, I'd... So I heard about this game well before it was i think properly announced right and that is due to the fact that one of my friends was actually a tester for red dead oh yeah how cool is that uh you know him as well who's that it was it was damon it was damon no way yeah because his sister was the receptionist at rockstar of course you've, you've mentioned that just I sitting have. beside baftas casually <laughs> just sitting beside baftas and stuff like that as you do yeah but yeah um yeah so our our friend he, he um yeah he managed to get to test this game and he came back and told me and my mates he's like dude this next rockstar game is going to be something special 
like no really way. something special. So I was very, very excited. And uh, yeah, when it first came out, um, I think I did pick up on day one. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was something else. <laughs> Some, something else this game is. Yeah. It truly is. I think for me, what GTA 3 did for like gameplay wise with a game with a, a fantastic story as well but it went from you know 2d platformers or it, it expanded on what like super mario 64 was doing yeah. um and gave you this like real world to go and, and play in i think it's what red dead did with with like gray storytelling yeah definitely um and really truly setting it up i mean it, it, we may have but i don't know if the last of us would be quite as as hard-hitting if red dead you know didn't show the way of, of what you can do with a story you know yeah definitely i mean i think we we've said it before that like gta 4 was rockstar kind of flexing their narrative muscles and yeah. giving us a bit more of a grounded story a bit more of a grittier story and uh but red dead um actually like gives you all the emotional gut punch that you don't realize until no. like you've been playing through the story for ages you get attached to the characters and stuff and just the situations and everything that kind of happens and what like the the setting of red dead redemption as mm. well being at the end of the frontier it being at the end of the wild west yeah. era and stuff like that so like uh, all the cowboys and outlaws and everything like that they're all like they're a dying breed literally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, as, um, as we will find out we will indeed uh yeah but uh yeah like we said uh the the uh, rockstar did the george lucas and uh did um so the red dead redemption 2 is actually the start of the story it is and uh so we follow um for the majority of red dead redemption 2 we follow mm -hmm. arthur morgan who we do is a member of uh the dutch vanderling gang and um he's dutch vandalins grabbed up all this bunch of outlaws and everything like that and like we said we're at the tail end of the wild west and stuff like that so mm -hmm. um like um just like highway highway robberies and everything going awry and um like everything's kind of slipping out law and order sort of coming into the uh into the fold yeah. um so uh yeah so they're still trying to make a name for themselves uh dutch vandalin has got big aspirations for um where he wants to go and where he wants to take this gang and stuff like that uh they end up trying to do uh a deal in blackwater uh yep yeah yeah but um something happens something goes awry and stuff like that and a lot of people die during this and i think only a few people manage to escape out of it i think yep. dutch loses a few members of the gang as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's known as the blackwater massacre yeah which get which, which gets referenced a lot throughout the the whole game it does it's really it's kind of uh it, it, yeah it, it gets picked up in so many different ways of of paranoia um there's they they stash the loot um mm -hmm. of course you can't get into blackwater for most of it and I'm going to yeah. say it now. We didn't yeah. say it last time. Yeah. Uh, spoilers. We're going to be spoiling the <laughs> shit out of all these games, just yeah. in case I yeah, remembered yeah. this time soon. We remember this time. Cool. Uh, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> so far, we've not got any uh, angry emails just yet, but yeah, it's but worth saying. Just in case. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to be spotting the hell out of this and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just um, it's just fun to talk about these games. It's just really oh, fun. To this talk. is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, 
yeah. So uh, the gang's on, they kind of run and they're kind of um, sort of starting up again and they're like rebuilding their sort of uh, kind of uh, kind of almost empire-ish kind of thing. And uh, during all this time before the Blackwater Massacre, I believe John Marston goes missing. Uh, he does indeed yeah because yeah. we pick up with them they're like trudging through blizzards and stuff at the moment where we get literal horse testicles yeah we <laughs> we literally get horse testicles <laughs> but um this was just such a a great start to this game like setting yeah. up like absolutely um everything about like the dynamic of the gang and the situation that they're in the um the thing it just jumped straight to mind was uh, hateful eight yeah 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 in the cabin yeah and right into like high tension high tension kind of stuff and everything like that so there's obviously tensions between like members of the gang and stuff like that so but this is your tutorial part and uh, yeah it's kind of hard to like um like you're in a massive blizzard like there's yeah. hardly anything out there at that point in time and i don't know if that's like a a section of the map you can actually go back to in the game and stuff like that. I don't think I've I ever did that, but um, yeah. So this is all your tutorial missions that's showing you like how to hunt, how to shoot, everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so and you kind of get to a good understanding of um, like who Arthur Morgan is as a person. Yeah, and he is he's just genuinely <laughs> such a nice what guy. guy. What he a guy! Really is. What a man! What a man! <laughs> yeah, what a man! Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's he's a very level-headed guy. In in comparison with we, as we kind of meet Dutch, he's, he's I think he's starting to break a little bit. Um, yeah, and you you start to learn a little bit of the dynamic of the group with Hosea being his kind of right hand man. Yeah, uh, you know, the, almost the voice of reason. Um, Vanderlyn's very much of a, a like a Del boy um, for <laughs> yes. any any. Any American or anybody who's not British, there's a great sitcom uh, with a, a character called Derek Trotter, uh, or yeah. officially known as Del Boy. And yeah. his his big um, phrase each time he was it was a bit of a wheeler dealer. He'd you know he'd find some uh, some products around the back of somewhere and he'd sell them on down the market kind of thing. His yeah, big yeah. phrase was this time next year we're going to be millionaires. He always yeah. had a plan. He always had a, a scheme yeah. or something going on. Yeah. Uh, and you really get that from from Dutch from Dutch yeah. because he's constantly go he's just I, i've got a plan yeah he's, he's got ambitions he's got uh like he has big dreams and stuff mm-hmm. like that but he doesn't seem to like things just don't pan out for him and stuff like that no so i think that's that's the main reason that we're seeing kind of dutch slightly crack yep in terms of like sanity's been at it for years and just like job after job after job and things aren't going his way and stuff like that and he thinks um yeah he thinks he can do um greater things and stuff like that but totally. uh, just things aren't aren't prospering for him no because i think his 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 ideals are, are, are you know out outdated kind of thing and his yeah, yeah. his way of doing things just isn't never is never going to work really um yeah and that's where, you know, Arthur starts to maybe, you know, doubt him a little bit going, are, you, are we sure this is the right thing to do? And yeah, yeah, all he ever falls back on is, have I ever let you down in the past? I've taken everybody in. I've kept everybody safe. Um, yeah, yeah, but he, he he lords that over their heads. Of course he does. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Even though he's probably not got much of an idea of what's going on and is yeah. very stubborn in, in realizing that, you know, things are changing. His his way of his way of life is, is a thing of the past, but 
he reckons he can pull off definitely so uh at this point in time like we said i th- i think uh john has disappeared at this point he's mia uh and uh during a hike up up the mountains i think mm-hmm. there was some kind of mission and stuff like that arthur arthur finds john and he has been mauled by a bear he has indeed has been mauled by a bear but that's where he gets his iconic kind of yeah. scars yeah at that point in time and uh, arthur's asking like why why did you run off sort of thing and um he, like uh, john has like a family yeah he has a he has a son he has a wife and stuff like that but um yeah just found tensions were a bit too high and stuff like that so you kind of go out there which is this is such a weird way of doing this um but it's a great as well is the fact that like it shows such growth for john over mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. games in terms of like he starts out he's very he's not that confident he's very unsure of himself and everything like that uh but as the game goes on he just gets like more of a stronger character and then which builds him up to the reputation that he has in red dead redemption very is, much which is very very cool yeah so um during during this time they've managed to get out of the um arctic tundra shall we yeah. say <laughs> and uh they're making their way to valentine is that right correct correct there's there's yeah one little part just purely because um in finding shelter they find a a wee cabin uh that's been taken over by the o'driscolls who will find out more about going through the story yeah yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. and this is where we we meet one of the coolest characters in the entire game um and i really want if we get dlc for rdr2 um i really want it to be sadie adler uh yes because she goes off to be her own person which we'll get to uh later on um oh she she is great she is but unfortunately you know we meet her the O'Driscolls have come in they've they've killed her husband um yeah and taken over her her farm yeah, yeah. and the vandalin gang come in essentially rescue her um yeah by taking out the O'Driscolls, who are a, an old um rival gang um yes colm uh and dutch vandalin used to be used to be friends but wound up i think pretty much killing each other's families and uh going their own separate ways so um yeah yeah he's definitely you know vandalin's definitely i think he's got revenge for sadie in in the back whereas you know he he feels that that's a justification just to murder everybody which is oh yeah, yeah. which yeah, is fine. definitely I mean, we do that in style <laughs> that's true but yeah like i think i think you mentioned it before it was the fact that like like dutch uh, sees it in the old ways like there's yep. um like he's uh, someone's wronged the group they have to take him out that's exactly that's it simple as there's no black or white that, well there is black and white is yeah. there's no gray there's to no it gray at all. yeah not there's at all. no gray um but this game is very gray <laughs> uh, yeah it really is <laughs> uh it's uh, ah so good love it <laughs> um <laughs> so um you set up camp and this is a nice like this was a really cool mechanic i actually thought was excellent in red dead was the fact Mm -hmm. that you could um that you had your camp to manage so you had like you had like resources to come in you had Mm -hmm. uh like bedding medicine food and all that to kind of manage and uh this which i think think led to the state of like you could get different missions and stuff like that for like different states of your uh camp i believe is that correct 
as in like the different kind of like mission givers within there or yeah oh well um, whereabouts you are with the the building of the camp yeah the building of the camp because what what would what's the actual like outcome of the of the camps like if you like max out your camp and stuff like that what's what what do you gain from that i think it's just is it just resources for when you get back i think so you get better like meals you get better uh more ammo um that kind of stuff and then you know you can craft better stuff i believe yeah um however i must admit in this game i didn't overly do any of that stuff um Uh, it was kind of slightly in the back of my head yeah through throughout most of it because i was that engrossed like in the story yeah i didn't feel that I, I never felt that money was an issue. Um, there was always no. more than enough for me. That I felt to to cover what I needed to do. Um, yeah, and I, I I mean I did some of the like the bounties and stuff like that. You know, you go and see um, oh what's the guy's name? He's the accountant. He goes and he goes and uh, oh. basically you're a debt collector and you go out and you you pick up stuff from there. Um, oh yeah, you know you go out hunting uh, and those things. I did little bits of it, but I was yeah, I was more all about getting on a horse and getting into town and you yeah, know, picking yeah. up bounties and and doing the story missions. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, yeah, so at this point, um, this point, um, the uh, the Braithwaite's they kidnap and sell jack to bronte who's he's the italian guy yeah you you well you eventually kind of come across far later but the they they're kind of slowly hunting down the vanderlands uh and kind of chasing yeah. on and yeah they um yeah it's just at the the point where you you're fishing with jack yeah yeah and then the the guys kind of turn up uh and make some threats and that's when you kind of start moving on um yeah is that just after you get drunk with lenny I just want to get drunk with Lenny. That's that was my whole. Yeah. That was the best mission in any game ever. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, that was a good mission. I enjoyed that mission. Um, yeah. So where are we? Uh, following the shootout with Cornwall's men in Valentine, the gang relocate to Leemore, where they work uh, simultaneously for the Greys and the and the Braithwaite. Yep. In an attempt to turn them against each other, however, the families double cross them. The Greys kill a gang leader uh, during an ambush, while the Braithwaite kidnap and sell Jack to Bronte. Uh, the gang retaliates and destroys both families before retrieving Jack from Bronte, who offers them leads on work, but will eventually double cross them. Dutch kidnaps and feeds him to an alligator as revenge, which disturbs <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> yes it does it does yes um <laughs> I, remember, I remember that it's um it all kind of yeah. comes from uh Vandalin really seeing rich people like Leviticus cornwall yeah uh who's like the big industrial kind of tycoon probably yeah, yeah. probably more powerful than than the local police and, and government and things and they're he's really kind of pissing this guy off he's he's robbing everything that he's got and cornwall goes and, and hires the detective agency the the pinkertons yeah yeah to go and find them and basically stop them doing this and this is really this is what you're running from the whole time is is those guys kind of keeping coming after you in each of your camp yeah. they, every time they find you you're going to move on um yeah, yeah and and yeah i mean getting moved on to to just outside roads where you where you meet the greys and the braithwaites i thought was one of the the coolest bits when you're playing each family off of each other because there's, a, yeah, there's yeah. a romeo and juliet going on there as well yes there is yeah the daughter and the son of each of each family which i thought was quite um that was fun <laughs> it really was yeah. it was yeah i mean um like 
going is it is it the Greys or the Braithwaites that have the big mansion? Is um, it, I think it's the Braithwaites. Yeah. So that whole mansion scene and like when you go in and have your big shoot and stuff like that, that's just Django Unchained. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. There's so much. There's so much Tarantino in this, which is which is very very good. <laughs> it is. It is. They've yeah. um they really did their homework on this and and play, paid a lot of homage to to a lot yeah. of things. Um, I just absolutely I loved it. I think sneaking in at night to burn down the crops, yeah, uh, stealing the horses, and of course, um they um they they know about it the whole time yeah they kind of know that these 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 bandits basically have come in and are essentially playing each other off they let a lot of damage happen to their own (laughs) their Mm. own property in the uh in the course (laughs) of it if they really did know that much but um Yeah. yeah definitely it's um this is really where the shit hits the fan in a in a big big way and i think vandalin knows that he's in a lot of trouble here because um yeah with jack getting um getting um kidnapped kidnapped. and i think this is where john really again takes another step forward and thinking i can't be doing this anymore yeah you know it's only a matter of time before something really serious happens uh, and really kind of pushes on the next part of this game um yeah yeah yeah. i mean at this point you know sadie adler's turned into a complete badass she goes out in a couple of missions yeah yeah Yeah. and uh, yeah she's just a badass the whole thing some of her murders especially when the O'Driscolls start turning up because you keep yeah. one of the discrolls you you kind of kidnap one uh and yeah yeah he becomes kind of like he can wander about he's almost like almost like an honorary member of the gang yeah yeah but eventually gets rode into a horse on a horse yeah holding his own head um towards toward yeah it's it's horrible uh toward yeah. the house um, yeah, and then yeah. the additionals attack again if you ever yeah because you go out with, with sadie if you kind of follow her and, and look at what she's doing she's really i mean she's up there with a knife multiply stabbing every single person that she can uh yeah. taking all of her anger out it's uh quite harrowing yeah she's a very angry woman but she has good reason to be angry hell yeah <laughs> definitely um so uh after this whole thing with um with the greys and the braithwaites and the adrusticals uh the gang is actually forced to move again uh closer to uh you said Rhodes was it no Santonese closer to Santonese yeah yeah it's closer to Santonese and uh the gang decides to rob a bank yeah 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 uh but the Pinkertons intervene and during this bank heist we lose Jose yeah Jose that's him that was the the uh bookkeeper yeah, Jose, bookkeeper, and John's arrested. Yeah, during this as well, and uh, so um, so during this, so this is the big kind of. This is almost like the end of. Well, I wouldn't wouldn't say the first first act. Yeah, it would be the first act, wouldn't it? No, Rough. I think this is second. Maybe we're like we're almost at the end of the second act, but um, yeah, the um. Yeah, so after this, to lay low and stuff like that, uh, Dutch Arthur, Bill, Javier, and Micah escape the city on a ship, which mm-hmm. is going to Cuba. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> it had to, I mean, based on the way the first one goes south of the border. Yeah, that was that was something I was going to mention, uh, was the fact that like it has that similar kind of feel. And like um, we'll get to it when we talk about Red Dead 
Dead Redemption 1, but there's a feeling that you get when you go from uh, America down to Mexico in uh, Red Dead Redemption 1, and there's the same feeling when you get to uh, Cuba in Red Dead Redemption 2. Very much. And, yeah, there is... uh, (laughs) There's a... (laughs) There's some stuff that's going on in Cuba. Well, that they get that they get that they get roped up in. Well, um, yeah, because the, the, they don't make it to Cuba. No, they don't. Well, the the ship is heading to Cuba, but then they yeah. end up in uh, in Guarma. They do indeed, yeah. Because um, it crashes, shipwrecked, yeah. Totally, a pretty bad storm takes that out, and it's it's yeah, it's quite an interesting kind of moment because you don't quite know what's going to go on. You know, well, John's not there. Um, yeah, John is not there. Yeah, he's and still he's, in prison. Yeah, he's the only one that you really know kind of survives. John, Abigail, and Jack. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, so anything can happen. Anything can happen with the rest of these. Apart from Dutch, you know about Dutch, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know about you know about Bill as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, But yeah, um, everyone else is still up in the air. Yeah, um, you have no idea if uh, any of these people are going to survive or anything like that. Which is adds to the tension. Some of them. Like at this point, I think we're just escaped across the the rooftops, and Lenny gets shot. Yes, which is one of the the harshest oh, yeah, kills in yeah. this game for me, especially after that night out. The the yeah. the mission in, in question is Arthur and and um and Lenny go out drinking, and it's yeah. such a long mission. Yeah, but it's fantastic. Like you just start off drinking, and then it just flashes in and out of like bar fights, and then basically like huddled around a piano, telling each other they love each other. All that. Oh, it's, and it's so good. It is. It is a fantastic um, mission, just to show the 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 camaraderie and the family nature of 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 Arthur and um, and the gang, uh, and yeah, how yeah. it's been and how it's been over the years um, before yeah. it starts fracturing and and really becoming this. Um, you know, dysfunctioning um, kind of situation, and then kind of because of other other members of the gang. You know, you mentioned Micah. Yeah, he's a relatively new member of the gang, but kind of worms yeah. his way up to to um, to Dutch and and kind of yeah, becomes yeah. his right hand man. Um, yeah, but throughout throughout the whole of this game, like Micah is, he's an asshole. Oh, that's he that's, really is that, that is that is the bottom line for micah like he is just that um he is yeah he is just an asshole he's uh like doesn't have much redeeming qualities about him and stuff like that nope. other than he's kind of like fiercely loyal to uh dutch as it seems at the point in time yeah i think that's exactly yeah. as as it seems um yeah I mean, even to the point where, like, you know, you're sent to to break Micah out of jail when he gets captured. Um, yeah. And Arthur's like, do I have to? Like, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. And as fun as that mission kind of is, it's, uh, yeah. Even even then, yeah. I was like, oh, can I, is this optional? Do I have to get him out? <laughs> do I have to get him out? Can I just leave him in there, please? Yeah. <laughs> but they, they keep saying it. it's just like, oh, he's, he's caused so much hassle, like, yeah. throughout the whole thing and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're still we're still in Guarma at this point, and uh, in Guarma there is a war between a, a tyrannical sugar plantation uh, owner uh, Fusar. Is it Fusar or Fushar? Fushar, Fushar, F U S S A R. Fusar, Fusar. We'll go with that. And uh, and the enslaved local population. So the yeah, uh, the owner of the sugar plantation is basically taking slaves and um, 
using them to his own needs and stuff. So yeah. uh, Arthur and the gang, being uh, good, upstanding men, help them out uh, and basically liberate them during this whole thing. And there's some fantastic missions in this section. Yeah. Um, and uh, just the final assault, uh, like liberating them and stuff like that, is just like getting to the cannons and everything like that. It's just like full on like um like this these are your big multi-tiered kind of missions and Very stuff much. like that yeah so um yeah and um yeah so you end up uh, managing to free the slaves and stuff like that and then uh the group secures transport and they make their way back to the usa and reunite with the gang as well yeah they do everybody everybody just manages to to kind of meet up yeah uh, so once once they get back um and they've met up with the gang and everything. Um, the uh, Arthur and Sadie say, "Oh, we've got to break John out of jail." But at this point in time, uh, Dutch is like he's obsessed with one more heist, one more last hurrah. Like, so he keeps trying to plan this mission and stuff like that. But he doubts Arthur's loyalty as well because they're really wanting to try and save John and do the right thing. Um, yeah. and um, because. Arthur's not following Dutch at this point in time. Dutch is just becoming a bit more unhinged, shall we say. He really is. He's he's convinced that John yeah. is a is a mole, is is, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, selling out. And that's why the bank job went so badly. Uh because yeah, yeah. they were basically ambushed in the new um the police were waiting for them and the Pinkertons were waiting for them. So he's he's convinced that the only person who wasn't shot and killed uh, and was kept alive was was John. So it must be, it must be John. Yeah, it must be John, but it's not John. <laughs> we know it's not John. We know it's not John. Uh, but yeah, at this point, so um, after questioning Arthur's loyalty and stuff, uh, Dutch actually makes Micah his, like, lieutenant, yeah. shall we say. So his second in command, which... Probably not a great choice to be honest. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's one way of putting it. Definitely not a great choice. Yeah. Um, Sadie and uh, Arthur managed to break John out of jail, which was mm-hmm. very cool. We had to uh, get a hot air balloon and yes. like, sco- scope out the area and stuff like that. Totally. Uh, it was cool. It was very, very cool. Quite a random um, mission. I, it, it's almost, yeah. I, I kind of feel that somebody really had wanted a hot air balloon in there. And yeah. uh, this was the compromise. This was the way that the, um, it was like, yeah, you can have your hot water balloon. Hot water balloon? Jesus. Hot air balloon. Hot water bottle. Yeah, it must be cold. <laughs> you can have a hot air balloon. But um I don't think it get far with a hot water ball. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry, I was just remembering uh what we called our horses. Yeah. For two seconds. <laughs> Findus and Steve. Findus and Steve. <laughs> so while we're we're actually talking about it, we can we can actually we can jump off there actually. Um Yeah. There's a mission yep. in which Findus or Steve, mm-hmm. um, and I believe this is, just is the, this is the case, that you get on a train, yeah, and I think maybe this is when they introduce maybe fast travel or something like that, because I don't think you rob it as far as I'm aware, but you get on a train, yeah. and you got to look for somebody, I think, and then you've got to follow them off of the train, and your horse chases you, but yeah. because the, tra- the train's going so fast... And the yeah. horse is really struggling to keep up. Yeah. Its stamina goes and it just dies. 
Do you remember did that happen to you? Because there was a guy at work I was speaking to, and he yeah. uh, he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, totally." I was I was so annoyed. Oh, I might have happened. Like I'm trying to remember. Like um, I think I did go through a couple of horses, but um, but Steve was my original, and Steve was a girl. <laughs> Just, yeah, quite right, Stevie. Of Nicks. course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um yeah um i've never been so there's been two other kind of horse deaths that have really got into me over the over the years and um shadow the colossus argo argo again uh i just i I shout findus um yeah it's (laughs) yeah it is is that that's that's not a real one though is it uh, no it's a it's a fake out yeah it's a fake out yeah okay yeah it's a fake out because you see uh argo at the end Tobbing yeah, limping in. Yeah, but, that's right, I, that's right. but I was very. Um, I don't like that part. Yeah, and also, have you played Ghost of Tsushima? No, not yet. Not yet. Oh my, oh my oh. days. Oh, sorry. I just told you a horse bald. <laughs> okay, let's go. Have you seen? There's a podcast called. I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically the the they talk about. It's it's not films about horses. It's just films that have horses in them, and they, they just chat about that. <laughs> absolutely phenomenal oh that's great i've not listened to it probably i've not sat down with it but i think you know at one oh. point when i'm mopping up all the trophies uh and the collectibles in gta 5 that is definitely yeah. going on because i want to hear um a podcast <laughs> about horses and films that's not about film or, like horse uh, films. oh never ending story oh don't never ending story is just a no not that <laughs> not the tar team <laughs> no uh anyway enough about horses let's move on from horses <laughs> let's move on from horses okay to something that's probably a bit more depressing as well oh, um yeah so at this point in time we've we've came back from guarma and uh dutch is very obsessed about uh doing this last job but you mm-hmm. uh but you're busy focus getting john out which you managed to do brilliant and um with your hot water bottle with the hot water bottle of course yep <laughs> uh and uh yeah and now micah's uh dutch is second in command because uh yeah. arthur's loyalties have been tested um so you start you are riding into sandini mm-hmm. and if you've been noticing throughout the whole time that they have been back from guarma you'll hear uh arthur occasionally cough a little and yeah. splutter a wee bit and then you ride into Sandini one time and you fall off your horse in an absolute coughing fit. Yep. And uh, and I was like, oh shit, what's happening here? <laughs> and then uh, someone manages to take you to uh, the doctors. You find out from the doctors that you have contracted tuberculosis and yep. it is fatal. It really is. Um... You don't have much time left. <laughs> No, no, and way to kick us in the balls, Rockstar. This is, I mean, yeah, such a, uh, it's such a good end to a character. There's not redemption really for for Arthur, not in the same way really that, no, that John, John. kind of goes for it. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's such a, a, a harsh, you know, telling of the time um you yeah know, before medicine was was you know as good as we know it um it's it's just and, and the way he gets it as well because you know he's he's out there doing bad stuff he was sent out by um by jose is it um to yeah. go and collect money from the downs family yeah, yeah uh and that's when you know the guy coughs in his face and yeah yeah 
that's where where he contracts it from. Um, I know it's. I mean, it's a really harsh one, and yeah, there's there's so many knock on effects from that because yeah, Arthur pulling like Arthur going out there and 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 doing that sends that firmly into just such a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, and you can bump into Mrs. Downs a couple of times, who's who's turned to the streets, unfortunately, and uh, trying to to support her family. Um, yeah. And I guess there is. I mean, maybe we'll get to that part in a wee minute. Maybe there's a bit. I think Arthur tries to redeem himself. Um, yeah, like he, like like we said, but he like Arthur's Arthur's your Han Solo type. He's like he's uh, he's a thief with a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, like he always tries to do the best thing as possible and stuff like that. Maybe he doesn't go about it the best way and stuff like that. Sure. And he's still almost kind of tied up in this old kind of life as well yeah. of um, like robbery, thieving, and all that jazz. Uh, so like for him to atone for all his things, like mm-hmm. his main mindset after he finds out that he has tuberculosis is that I need to get John, Abigail, and Jack out of this life that's it because he has because john has a chance to mm-hmm. lead a normal life with the family get out of this whole uh whole life of uh outlaws and uh gunslingers and everything like that and he feels like he needs to do that that's his kind of raison d'etre to the end of his days so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, which kind of um, so you're kind of almost like making amends with all the members of the gang and stuff like that, but then mm-hmm. um, things kind of kick off, um, and this is leading into like the kind of end game of the third act with yeah. um, ju- oh no, actually during the bank job, I forgot about it, I forgot about this this last job that they do, they no, it's not a bank job, but they rob a train. Yeah, 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 and during the train stuff like that, John gets shot. Of and course, yeah, falls off, and we think he's dead at this point in time. But we he know does. he's not. But <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's uh, they're really yeah. setting us up for were we playing a ghost? Is the, yeah. the, the, the first <laughs> game? Twist. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe that's Big where Undead Undead Nightmare kind of like ties all together. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is because we go to that guy's house. Um, I've forgotten his name. Bronte, yeah. So we go to yeah. Bronte's uh, house, um, all dressed up in, in, you know, tuxedos and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically rubbing shoulders with uh, all the hoi polloi of, of Saint-Denis. Um, yeah, yeah. But with a, a bit of a mission. They go in there not only to find out a little bit about him. Yeah. Um, you find out about, I think there's three main jobs, the, the train being one of them. Um, yeah. There's the casino on the boat. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there um, is. And there is another one, maybe the post office, I think, or the bank. Um, a couple of them turn out to be duds, but you know the the big one comes up at the the end in the in the the train. Um, yeah, and of course before they go after Bronte to get um to get Jack back, uh, they really again it's not just about getting Jack back, is it? It's about one big score, and if we get yeah. Jack back, it's that's okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely. I think when 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 john gets shot and essentially left for dead because arthur's like we got to go back for him yeah, yeah. and uh, dutch is like no 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 he's gone he's gone it's fine it's all like all i all he cares about is just the money and the score and stuff yeah. like that and also yeah. like to be like i think he wants i think he wants fame like dutch is definitely after that uh, legendary status of being this like yeah. infamous outlaw 
yep. and stuff like that. Like up there with like Billy the Kid and um, yeah, Butch Cassidy all, and stuff. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, so basically it's like no, nope, just gonna we're just gonna leave John for dead and stuff like that. So I think this that was the, the kind of last straw for Arthur and stuff like that. So him and Sadie um, are planning on leaving and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, I can't remember if they go find... No, they don't find John because John just turns up at the end. I think that's it. He kind of rides back in. He's, uh, he, he, yeah, he got himself up. Yeah, and he's just like, um, yeah, Dutch, you left me for dead and stuff like that. And then, like, Dutch is really just starting to become very, uh, very unhinged, very, like, uh, feeling everyone's against him and stuff like that. And then at this point, we find out that... Um, we find out that uh, Micah, who is the, who's been the asshole this whole time and stuff like that, has been the mole and he's been feeding information to the Pinkertons and stuff like that. Yep, because yeah, uh, yeah it, it, we we originally we, we there's there's a couple of like moments like this where basically everybody's you know got uh, guns on each other. You know, there's a big massive yeah. kind of like standoff um, when. Yeah. Um, molly dutch's girlfriend originally comes out and says that she was the she grassed them up and that's when the the bank job went uh south and they had to yeah. to escape to well guarma is where they ended up um yeah. and she promptly get just shot um yeah because she knows the rules oh yeah um but yeah this is that moment a la you know the office that standoff when everyone's got finger guns against each other and nobody's <laughs> nobody's flinching. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the moment that it really there's some decisions made. I think, and, and I think Dutch even says that it's like make your decisions, choose your side right now because yeah, you know this is this is how it's going down. Uh, and of course, the Pinkertons come up uh, yeah. yet again, uh, or the Driscolls, either way. Um, yeah, to break that tension and uh, the the two kind of factions go off on their own separate ways. Yeah, two factions go off in their own separate ways. So Dutch and Micah pet off and uh, leave Arthur and John basically to take on the Pinkertons at this mm-hmm. point. And the Pinkertons just keep forcing them back and back and back mm-hmm. and going up the mountain and stuff like that. And uh, it comes to the point where uh, Arthur turns to John and is basically like, you need to make a break for it, man. I'll hold yep. him off as long as I can but you need to get out. You need to go find Abigail. You need to find Jack and you need to uh, go live your life. Yep. And at this point, um, it's... Uh, uh, so there's two different endings at this point. Okay. That you can get, depending on how, you, how you've played. So uh, the first ending, which I think is the one I got was the good ending in terms of uh you end up having a um a fist fight with um micah yeah on top top of the top of the mountain and stuff like that to hold off um hold off them and hold off the pinkertons mm-hmm. and uh then um i think it gets to the stage where um where like arthur's becoming far too weak to fight and yeah. everything like that and uh the good ending is that michael leaves him and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. arthur lies there looks out onto the sunset and uh and dies on top of the top of the mountain yeah. which is oh god oh, just a, pulls at the heartstrings that it really does yeah um they, they uh, made that one look beautiful um, yeah uh there's a there's another ending as well if you don't 
play that well or you do some certain things is the mm. mica kills you all right okay yeah so i i i think i got the one where dutch turns up and i i think that's you know they have a little bit of a a, a chat and then yeah instead of doing anything dutch just kind of backs off and walks away yeah. and leaves yeah, you yeah. and micah to it um and then yeah, yeah i think micah just kind of gets to that point where he buggers off because everybody else is so close and just leaves leaves arthur yeah i'm glad i got yeah. that one that's that's good yeah the, that's that's a good one but yeah you do get one where um micah can kill you hmm. let's let's pretend that's not real yeah that's not our ending that's not that's our not canon. our ending no 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 yeah. that's not our canon yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so um so this is the this is the end of uh, arthur morgan's story and uh, it is yeah um yeah throughout the whole the whole game up to this point and stuff like that you just see like how much of a good person john is no not john arthur is yeah and um yeah he like how his morals and stuff like that kick in and mm-hmm. like he's just um he's on he's on this side of good and wants to do right by everyone and everything like that everyone loves arthur that's and he's just that lovable character for the whole game yeah he is uh, so at this point uh mm-hmm. we have so uh the one flack of this game that i've seen a lot of people saying is that um you have a seven hour prologue and you have like a 10 hour epilogue to this yeah. game yeah this is the thing <laughs> when you when you start this next bit you think oh this is nice yeah oh they've they've added this as a little bit of kind of like fan service i like this yeah yeah uh this whole epilogue ending i love i love everything about it it's very good. it's very long but i i, <laughs> I love everything about it what I, I, again I'd, I'd love to know what was going on around the writer's table or, or whatever but it's almost yeah. like they they sat there and thought to themselves right the end of red dead the first game is yeah it's just devastating and it's just awful how could we make it even more devastating yes (laughs) how could we oh i know let's (laughs) let's follow the start of their life yeah let's get them working as as um kind of ranch hands down on on somebody else's farm yeah um but they've got their own problems they've got uh, other gangs coming in or you know outlaws basically i mean you're 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 really on the good side now as as john yeah. and, and abigail um and there's baddies coming in there's there's people who did what john used to do yeah. so you ride out with the farm owners and you well you keep murdering let's face it um <laughs> and abigail's yeah. like no 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 unless you can put the guns down yeah we're away me and jack are away so she actually she goes away um yeah. and this is the big huge turning point for for john i mean he's I think he's wanted to get out of it for so long, um, but he's never yeah. seen a way of getting out um, or yeah. had that last little, you know, kick up the butt to, to go and, and do it. And, and this is definitely it. So, I mean, he yeah he gets out of there and he goes and works um, yeah. and saves up his money. And then the bit that just gets me is you sit down at the bank and you apply for a mortgage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you buy the wood literally you buy the wood and you start building you bump into uncle again um yeah yeah and sadie and you you build the house yeah and the barn and all that kind of stuff and like i say i mean it takes like what 10 hours 
Yeah. But the whole time I'm like, oh, not the barn. No, not the, not the mortgage for the barn. No. So it devastating. Was, it was like, so, yeah, it's the fact that, like like you said, it shows, like, their start of their life and stuff like that. And this mm-hmm. is where we, this is, like, like it's so poetic in the way that it, it is done in terms of, like, the end of Red Dead Redemption 1. Um, basically, the end of Red Dead Redemption 2 foreshadows what is going to happen at the end of Red Dead 1, which we will, yep. get, we will get to properly. But, yeah. We shall. Um, you, yeah, you get to see... Uh, jo- this is eight years after uh, Arthur's died mm-hmm. that we pick up. And, uh, yeah, John's trying to li- live the clean life and stuff like that, but gets rolled back in occasionally and stuff. Yeah. But then, like you said, uh, they're like they're building their house, their farm, everything like that. Um, like John ends up proposing to Abigail. Yep. On a boat, you end up going taking photos together and stuff like that, and it's all just like oh, date night. I forgot about that mission. Yeah, yeah, really nice, really just happy, go lucky, um, like very yeah, just very hopeful. But then, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you realize what you're doing at that yeah, point. This is it. And you just have that dread underneath you the whole time you're doing this. And it's just like, oh, like, um, I always liken it to, like, there's a few films out there that, like, leave you on a really uncomfortable note. Mm-hmm. And, like, that sticks with you. Like, if you've ever seen Gone Girl. No, no, I haven't, actually. Uh, that one leaves you on a real, like, uncomfortable kind of note. And you're just like, oh, like, but it sticks with you. And, like, yep. that's that's its impact um but yeah um so yeah this kind of leads to the end of uh red dead redemption 2 which is leading into the first game which is red dead redemption but uh the final scene shows edgar ross observing john's ranch foreshadowing the events of red dead redemption i know i know it's it's worth us pointing out that we do find Vanderlyn right at the end oh yes as a very last uh kind of hurrah yes. as it were yes um, we do oh i totally forgot about this as well is it is it sadie that rocks up or charles no it's sadie sadie's been actually they're hunting um they're hunting uh micah yeah because she's now a, a bounty hunter that's her yeah that's her thing she she goes right and yeah. this is why i want dlc i want uh to follow her as a bounty hunter sadie bounty hunter extraordinary yeah, yeah. be great yeah it'd be great um yeah she gets wind of of where micah's hand hanging out and yeah uh, this is the kind of it, again this is a, a it's Slight. so harsh because john thinks this will end it if i take care of micah right now this will end everything yeah and we know it's not yeah but then they find micah um they end up having a big standoff mm-hmm. and out of the cabin comes dutch yes yeah and and at this point in time, uh, I think Dutch is yeah he's still holding on to some of the uh, the score that they got yeah. from the final job. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so Micah being an asshole and stuff like that, I think he has Sadie like at yeah, gunpoint and stuff like that. And John is trying to shoot him and stuff like that. And then a shot comes off from the side, and it's mm-hmm. Dutch shoots yep. him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then Dutch just walks away. <laughs> This is it. It's just such a a boss move, really, isn't it? It's just, yeah. <laughs> look, I'll take out. I'll take care of him. Yeah. And I'm just walking away. Yeah. Just exactly. walking away. So yeah, it kind of leaves us with the with the treasure as well. It does. Yeah. Paying off yeah. the bank loans and everything. Yeah. Which, um, is, which is very very cool. I totally forgot about that. Um. Yeah. So um. 
and then the final kind of scene once they've all settled down in the farm is foreshadowing what's what's going to come and Unfortunately. Uh, we'll get there we shall get there we're going to leave it there for this week um we are halfway through this devastatingly amazing story um yes. red dead redemption 2 i mean we could have spent probably longer than gta 5 i think red dead redemption 2 probably has more like branch offs and more yes like in-depth kind of stuff than than like gta 5 which is a huge game or even san andreas um yeah, yeah. potentially um yeah. and this is just a, a great kind of overview um of of what's going on just to, to hopefully give you a wee taster there is millions uh of of amazing things to do some outstanding um uh like random encounters um yes. that you come across um gavin that's all i'm saying um <laughs> there's yep. there's just so much cool stuff that um this yeah. game holds and if you really if you've never played red dead and you're kind of hankering for an open world outstandingly told story yeah get uh red dead 2 whichever way around you want it um, yeah. whether you start chronological or you go story uh, yeah i don't think i don't think it would spoil like doing two and then nope. one because no, no. i don't th- i don't think it does give you any major spoilers to what happens in red no. dead one i mean we're going to but yeah, uh... we're, we're, we're going to yeah <laughs> totally but no you're right the, the story yeah. itself uh it's just a wonderfully told arc uh across yeah. uh and it's making me want to go and do it again i know maybe maybe i'll do it next year yeah well until next week keep it six stars Bye.